and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s and 30s. I'm Chantelle the Coach, a single life empowerment coach that helps women to live their single lives with confidence, independence and not worrying about getting themselves into a relationship unless they want to. Each week we discuss topics that are important to single life, to living your life as a female, as a woman and talking about the challenges that we might face within being single, living on our own, trying to date, trying to be an adult and all the things that come with that. And some of the topics come from ideas that come through the Single Life Be Like community, the online community we have for singles to come together, to share their single lives, celebrate it, and feel like they aren't the only one, because that's the problem when we're single. We feel like we are the only person that's single, particularly if our friendship groups have started to move on and have relationships and families of their own, and that disconnect starts to happen, but that doesn't have to be the case. Today's topic actually comes from an idea of people discussing this in the Single Life Be Like community and it struck me that I don't actually have too much experience of this so much just because it's not come up as, as much, particularly because of the coronavirus. So let's get to the topic of today which is attending Hindus and weddings. Specifically the post in the group was about Hindus but it's probably going to widen to that um, for weddings and being bridesmaid and, and things like that. And as I say I have had some experience of this but I haven't got the added experience of people having weddings during lockdown that are now delayed which has caused this kind of really busy potentially 2022 and I don't think it wasn't there in 2021. I just think a lot more got delayed to 2022 with people getting to third time rounds and things like that. And it's kind of had a cumulative effect on the idea of attending a wedding when you are single or attending a Hindu. There are a couple of elements to this and the frustration of the post was to do with what to do when you're invited to so many, particularly Hindu. So maybe the wedding so much isn't the biggest problem, but then there's the Hindu bit as well. How do you deal with all of that? Now, there are possibly other reasons why people find being single weddings difficult. It could be that you feel like that's not going to be you. It could be that you are divorced and it's you're getting back into weddings. Or it could just be that you're not sure how much you believe in weddings. And so it, it creates this kind of conflict. Now, there are things to discuss and consider and think about. But in today's episode, we really are going to be looking at this element of the pressure it puts on you as a single person to attend a wedding and to attend Hindus, particularly being single. Now, when you're single, it is all on you to sort the finances out for everything in your life. From a study I read when I was looking at how singles spend their money compared to their coupled up counterparts, we end up spending less on leisure. We spend it more on food and home things uh, and less on leisure and hobbies, which makes sense because you've probably got slightly less to have for those things. Whereas it's cheaper to buy food and stay in than it is to, you know, go out luxuriously and enjoy certain things. And that's not the case for everyone. I'm talking in a very generalistic way of experiences of single people. Some single people live at home. And so there is a very big difference because you might not have to pay so much towards household costs. Your parents might cover some of the stuff. Yes, you've got other trade-offs, but in this living alone scenario, the finances might all be yours. And even if you do live at home, you might not have the biggest income anyway. There still is only one of you. And so when we get invited to a wedding, 
and therefore the activities possibly associate with that too, like a hen do. Whilst our friends may see us as just another person that's invited, and obviously they want us to be there and we would love to be there and involved in all of those things too, there are a couple of things that are a frustration and it is difficult. So the average cost, according to, it was uh, an article in The Independent where they cited some research from American Express. Back in 2019, because I suppose the last couple of years has been a bit hazy, the average cost for someone to attend a wedding was found to be £391, which was a third more than the year before. And then Hello Magazine reported uh, a study from Last Verdict. It actually found that the average was a bit higher and the breakdown of it, which was about five, six hundred pounds, was £111 on a hotel, £104 on transport, £72 on gifts, 70 odd pounds on an outfit, and then £125 on Hindus or those kind of activities. And it gets higher if you are a member of the wedding party, i.e. you are a bridesmaid. Whichever role you're taking up, it, it adds to that. And I thought that was interesting because when you think about the, you know, those are averages. So there's loads of nuances within that. I don't remember giving gifts of £70. It's more like 50 But then maybe as you mature and have more money, it gets to more like 100 for example. Should I as a single put towards 50 Because a couple, even though one might be the only friend of that person and therefore bring their partner, might put towards 100 it, It's a really interesting dynamic. And I think... One of the messages that I will be mentioning today and going to start with is that you've got to do what's right for you and you cannot compare what other people are doing because there are so many different factors within that. If you're sat there thinking about what someone else is doing, then you're constantly comparing that when you might not have the same income, you might not have the same living situation, you might not have the same credit card debt or other loans that you've got. There are so many working factors and money is yours. These are your finances. It's your dollar dollar to do what you want to do with it. Now that's hard to access sometimes when we feel that we should do something. So because they've given a hundred and all my group of friends are saying they're going to give about a hundred pounds, I should probably do that too. It's this idea of not wanting to stand out, not wanting to not fit in, not wanting to show that we don't necessarily have the same amount of buying power, money power and that we can still, we're still part of the group, we're still the same as you, you know, we can afford it. Almost like keeping up with the others around us. And that just might not be the case. It might be that someone's had a lot of financial help to buy their house and, and you haven't. And it gives you access to more or less funds. You just don't know. And so sometimes whilst putting in a group what you're going to do for a gift or what you're going to put in financially might be a good idea to share. It might also make you feel pressured to do that. And so Go in with caution if you are going with a group of friends to whether you want to do that or not. There are then ideas around cost saving. So if there is a group of you going that, you know, know those people, then try to cut some of those costs where possible. So be that person and ask for a lift and say, can I drive to yours in the morning and then get, get a lift there? And inquire if people are getting taxis home that are in your direction, if that's possible. We as the single people have to be the ones to ask if we're going to get any information on what anyone's doing and if it could benefit us. Just think about the time when someone's asked you if you're going that way or if they could get a lift from you. I don't generally feel put out by people saying, 
can I have a lift? When I do, I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't really think of that. Of course you can. <laughs> and I'm, I feel a bit silly for not having considered other people. But at the same time, when you look at that action that they took to ask me for a lift or whatever it might be, they were the one that took the action to find out. I didn't think to think of them and say, hey, fancy this at all. They were the ones that reached out and said, hey, look, I want to try and get a lift if that's possible. Because you want to go to a wedding or a Hindu and you want to enjoy yourself. So whilst you could drive there, you don't want to drive back. Most people do enjoy a bit of a drink, do enjoy a bit of dancing. And so then you've got two options. You've got to get home or you've got to stay there. Now we know that staying over somewhere costs a lot more because generally speaking, it's going to be a nice venue or it's going to cost money. You could then go to a Premier Inn down the road, but again, you've got taxis and there to think about, something like that. And always, most of the time, you are getting hit as a single person by a single supplement, as it were. I mean, it's not a single supplement. It's the cost of the room, but the room caters for two. So other people can chop that cost in half because they're bringing their partner. Now, if you've not got any other singles with you in your group, you might not want to go down that route because it's going to cost you what feels like double. Alternatively, obviously, if you've got friends in the group that you can pair up with, brilliant. You could even be brave enough to ask your friend, whoever it is within the wedding or the Hindu, that is there someone that I could share a room with that you know is also going on their own? There might be. There might be a little group and they might not be interested. It might have been that you've met briefly before and you can, but there is this element of the fact that at some point you need to ask. And some of the things that hold us back from that are that we're worried about someone saying no, uh, that we're worried that it's going to make us look like we're trying to cut back. And again, there's that judgment. So we're fear of rejection and fear of judgment. Well, so long as you don't ask, it's going to be a no. So long as you don't put yourself out there and say, is there any way that I could share, get a lift, sleep on the sofa within that room? I mean, it's a bit far-fetched, but some of them are big fancy rooms that have spaces like that. Sometimes you feel like you don't want to encroach on people. At the end of the day, if someone wants to say no for whatever reason, then they can. And often, I think the, the outcome is more positive than we think. Very often, we imagine the worst. But the worst situation here is that you, you don't ever ask, that you don't know, and your night gets compromised, or you feel compromised because you're annoyed, frustrated, that you've had to pay more than you wanted to, and it feels like everyone else is getting away with it because they've got a couple to be in. When in actual fact, there are some actions that you can take to try to help reduce the cost of that. Now, as I previously mentioned, it's your money. So whether it's the cost for accommodation, taxis, or going on a Hindu or not, you have to ultimately look at a few practicalities within this. Depending on how many weddings and Hindus you're being invited to and the different price points that they're at, we know that it costs more when someone is doing a weekend or abroad as their Hindu versus the person that's going for a meal or a brunch in London, for example, in a city. There is a significant different cost and time commitment to that kind of event. And you have probably a limited resource of money to make that decision on. And does going on the one long weekender compromise you going on two or three of the other lighter Hindus or, or less cost impactful? You've got to weigh up how much everything costs and how much each person means to you. Because sometimes we can't do everything. We 
can go to the wedding, but the Hindu is another additional cost. In fact, you don't have to go to any Hindus. It's nice to, of course. And depending on the friendship and connection you have with the person's wedding, you want to be there. But there might be a financial limit to it, especially if you've got multiple coming up. So you have to sit down in a practical sense and say, what can I afford? Because we know it's not just the cost of the flight or the transport, whatever it happens to be, and the accommodation if required. It's the cost of all the stuff there. And sometimes, yes, you pay £30 for a brunch, whatever it might be. But then there's the cost of the breakfast and the dinner, if it is an overnighter, or the drinks in between. And then there's another activity that comes up. It's very rarely like an all-inclusive, I've paid everything and now there's nothing more to pay. There's always the spending money that you have to counter for. So practically speaking, you need to decide what you can actually afford. And you also need to decide if you have to then make cuts and say you can't do everything for everyone. You have to decide what's most important to you to go to. And you have to determine that by whatever means makes sense to you. And you are going to, if you know you have to cut attending at one event or two events at the cost of the big one, you know you're going to let someone down. And that sucks because you might really want to not let that person down, but you also have these two, three, four Hindus and you know you just can't do them all. And it's in this moment that you have to put yourself first because the alternative is putting yourself under stress financially, even further, taking out loans or credit cards, putting it on a credit card and paying it later, which stresses you out further down the line. Ultimately, you have to decide if you want to be there and how much you'd like to be there. And sometimes it's just not possible. You are going to be there for their wedding even if you can't be there for the Hindu, it's not the end of the world. The Hindu is a lovely thing, it's a great celebration just for the hen, but at the same time, the wedding's the big day. Now you need to make that decision however you want, whether that's the person you've been friends with longest, the one that you think you'll have the most fun on, it's got the most people that you know, whatever it is that makes it the thing that's important to you, you make that decision on. The communication then with the, the hen that you're having to let down is that, you can't afford to do them all. You don't need to go through the, the process of how you decided. You can just say, I just can't afford this on top of what else I'm already paying out for. It might feel difficult to do if they've asked first and then you've come to a later one and want to flip. It depends how many deposits you've paid as well. But if you're getting these ideas and you know they're coming up, you know, you know you've got the wedding invites and now the hens are all starting to appear then you have an idea to you know, say, I'm not sure, I'm not going to be able to do this. And what's key here is the communication around it. It's important to remember that a bride has so many different things going on. I speak from experience of being a bride. The thing that frustrated me most around attendance at things was not whether someone could or couldn't necessarily. It was mostly around if people weren't being upfront about it. Again, I've previously mentioned this in personality type, but it made it very difficult for me to continue to make plans and adjustments and find replacements or cancel bookings and change things if someone was flitting between whether they were or weren't. And it never bothered me when someone said, I can't make it for whatever reason. It was more the frustration around flakiness or being uncertain that made things difficult as a knock-on to plan further. Having that experience myself as a bride, it's definitely a case of talking. These kind of conversations also feel like they're problematic, right? Because you don't want to let someone down, especially for like their big day, like, oh, I can't stay because it's going to cost me, or I can't come to the Hindu, but I can come to the wedding because you know that they've invited you for a reason, probably. However, 
talking about things, as scary as that might seem, is almost, it's not intended as a test, but it, it shows the friendship that you have if it really exists. I'll talk about a current scenario I have with one of my friends getting married and I'm the bridesmaid for it. That all happened late 2021 and in the start of 2022 there was talk about bridesmaids dresses, paying for them and bits and pieces and for those of you that have listened to this podcast you know that the start of 2022, January, February time, I was going through a big transition with work, I'd quit my job, didn't really have work lined up, it was all kind of working itself out and I actually was finding January to February incredibly difficult and challenging. And the last thing I could cope with was thinking about a wedding, what I was going to wear, paying for it and everything else that went with it. Because a time when my constant stream of money coming in monthly was being stopped to have to think about paying for a dress, which I will also mention the bride is putting money towards. So it wasn't the biggest financial investment. But to me, I was like, oh, my goodness, like it's just something I can't process right now and add on. Now, I could sense in the group chat that I was, I felt like I was, there was a disconnect, there was some sort of resistance and I can't tell if it was coming across in the messages or not, but I was starting to overthink that and I was like, I have to do something about this. So I came out of that group chat and I messaged the bride separately and said, look, I'm not sure how I feel about all of this right now. I'm stressed, I feel stressed about this and it's just not something I can put my mind to and I don't want to be that awkward bride but at the same, which is another thing that I was in, had in the back of my mind like, oh, I don't want to be that guy but at the same time I was like, I wanted to speak to you about it sooner rather than later and rather than come across really difficult and we ended up having a really good conversation where the bride said to me, look, it's absolutely fine we will work this out as you go And whatever happens, we'll get this sorted and you'll be there with whatever dress we happen to sort. So in my case, my friend was able to hold that space, even being a bride. And obviously we've got time. It's not too much later in the year. She was able to understand that. And if I turned around later for the hen do that she's having and said, I cannot afford it, I know that she would understand that. And they're the kind of people that I seek out in my life. Now, you might know that your bride that you're about to speak to is not going to take it well, but that is not your problem. You have to do what you can do and emphasise, I really want to be there, but the finances just aren't working out for me. And if someone gives you an ultimatum about, well, you have to be there, I don't think they will so often. I could be totally wrong. Maybe I like to see the best in people, but you're looking for people that want you to be there if it works for you. They're not, you're not looking for someone to say you must be there because I said so, because I invited you and you got the prestige of my invite. You're looking for people that understand and they invited you because they wanted you to be there, but totally understand if something clashes, if you can't afford it. They're the kind of friends that you do want. And so it shows you the relationship you have and being mature enough to actually have a conversation rather than be that, that what comes across as the difficult person in the group is always better because you're feeling the pressure and you're you're acting potentially out of defensiveness because you're you're discovering like it's not sitting right with you because you know it's pushing you past a boundary but actually talking to someone about that and expressing it can be useful but you have to know that about yourself to be able to do that 
This is about making sure that you spend the money that you have available in the way that gives you the most fulfillment and enjoyment. And if you have options on the table because you've got so many and you know you can't afford them, then just take a step back. What do you really want to do? Which one do you really want to go on and which ones can you afford to do? Do you want to do the most with your money or do you just want to go all in on that really expensive one because that's the person that really matters to you for a Hindu? And as for the wedding, make sure that you ask then. It's all about communication and reaching out. And it does mean that we might get negative responses initially. We might get someone saying no to us. But if we don't ask, we never get. You make the decision about giving a present or giving money and how much it is. There isn't a right and wrong. And if you're really worried about gift giving and how much you've given, then again, you talk and you explain if you're really that worried that your friend is going to judge you on how much money they've given you. And you have to decide if you would want to maintain friendships with people that are going to judge you based on the money that you bring in. And it's difficult if they are your friendship group and it really does matter how much money you have. But it's something to reflect on and think about. I want to be friends and I want to be in the friendship group of people that like me as a person, not me for my material availability of money and what I can afford at any given moment. Weddings are expensive. They're getting more and more expensive. We've got the delayed effect of COVID. And chances are, I don't know for sure, but are they getting more expensive? We know the cost of everything's going up. We know hotels and venues are making up for losses for the past few years. Is that going to have even more of an effect? I don't know. So you have to build this system that works for you of what do you want to do and making sure that you communicate with people as best you can about it and not take the response that they give as personally as you might. But remember that it's your decision, it's your money to do with what you want and if you can't afford everything, then make some cuts and sit with your decision with confidence. I hope you have a lovely time at all the weddings and Hindus you've got on. Um, we've got dress shopping to get, get to for the one that I referred to there coming up shortly. I was given some reassurance and ease when I spoke about it and I would urge you to always talk to the people that are organising it. The sooner the better because they they will understand that they're dealing with cutting things themselves. How many people do I invite? Because I can't invite everyone and I can't pay for everything. There are ways to cut other costs within weddings recycle your outfits you don't need a brand new one take it easy on the drinks sip water in between if you really must you know swap it out have lemonade and coke instead of vodka lemonade no one ever knows that is me as someone that doesn't drink an awful lot that's what I do anyway and people go you got gin and lemonade and I'll be like absolutely not it's just lemonade <laughs> so no one knows what's going on half the time anyway make sure you're sticking within what you can manage what makes you feel comfortable and allows you to enjoy yourself and not be constantly worried about what's going on if there are any other topics you'd like me to discuss then feel free to dm me on instagram otherwise leaving a review of how much you've enjoyed this podcast always helps so if you can spare the time head to apple Podcasts and drop a review in there make sure you're following on spotify and give it a star review on there as well until next time everybody keep thriving